welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 65, Commitment 4, Craft. We're now on day four of our seven-day series on the seven commitments of the Warrior King. And of course, if you haven't listened to the three field locks that came before this one, I definitely urge you to do that first, because the order is very important. They're in a particular order for a reason. There's a lot of context that gets set in the previous field locks that's going to be useful today. But assuming you've done that, today we're talking about commitment number four which is craft. And as usual, the first thing I'm going to do is read the commitment, and then we're going to go through it line by line to make sure that we're all on the same page and understand exactly what the commitment is, and then we'll talk about some strategies to make sure that we can fulfill that commitment. So commitment number four reads, My fourth commitment is to studying and perfecting my chosen craft. I will use the knowledge gained through my studies to make beautiful art, build something worthwhile, or improve the world around me. I understand that the Lord may take it away from me at any point for my salvation. If necessary, I will choose my third commitment over my fourth. So right off the bat, of course, the first thing we're probably going to notice is that we have those same two sentences at the end as commitments two and three did. And of course as the next three will as well. So the meat of the commitment is going to be at the top there. So if you look at the first line, my fourth commitment is to studying and perfecting my chosen craft. So what are we talking about here? What what does craft mean? Are we talking about plumbing or woodwork or something along those lines, like a trade? Well, it could be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. The way I like to think about craft is essentially very similar to what people mean when they say vocation. So if you imagine you are a man, you have a certain purpose in your life. And generically speaking, that purpose is to serve the Lord your God and to serve the people around you, the people in your care, right? We talked about that in the stewardship episode two days ago. We also talked about that in the episode three days ago on the first commitment to God. Now, taking care of people can happen in many different forms, right? You could, for example, let's say you're an investment banker and you earn a lot of money that way and then you take care of people using the money that you gain from your job or maybe you have a business or maybe you're some sort of athlete and you're trying to work your way up, you know, from the minors to the majors, something along those lines and trying to take care of people that way. So your generic purpose as a man is always going to be the same. Serve, protect, provide, Honor the Lord your God, take care of your family, your brothers, your church, your friends. I always talk about this, your community. But there is something particular that you are uniquely qualified for. And if you've been struggling with figuring out what that is, just understand that you're not alone. Many, many people feel this way. A couple of months ago, late last year, when I was at my brother's wedding, I got into a conversation with my sister-in-law's brother's fiance. So her brother is engaged to be married. I talked to her and she was telling me about her father, who was a, she said he was a preacher of some sort. 
So a minister in some Protestant denomination. And then in his 50s, he became an army chaplain, right? And it turns out that he was uniquely qualified to give, you know, in his mind, uh, spiritual guidance and advice to men and women in the military. So he served as a preacher or a minister for decades, I would assume, maybe, you know, his mid-20s. So 20, 30 years, until he finally realized that he needed to make that switch and talk to people who've been through trauma and violence and war, that not only did he feel like he had the skills to be a spiritual leader, but particularly for people with that background. So it took him a really long time to get there. And the same might be true for you. Right? I've done many, many things in my life. I've, I've you know, focused on music. I started playing the guitar. I then singing, music production. I've done weight training a lot. I had a YouTube channel at one point, fitness YouTube channel. I'm doing this project now, right? There was a while when I was really into cryptocurrency investing and those kinds of things, and video editing, graphic design, programming, of course. And I always wondered why are they so disparate? And you might be in the same boat, you know, maybe you have different interests that you don't really feel like make a lot of sense together, right? Like being an artist and an athlete at the same time. Maybe you're having some sort of identity crisis. You don't understand who exactly you are. But just trust the process and understand that God will reveal your craft, your vocation to you in time. And it might not be any one activity, right? Your craft could be different things. It could be a union of different things. Just understand that you should follow the things that excite you to discover your chosen craft. But even if you're not sure yet, you should definitely have something you're working on craft-wise and Lean into that until you realize it's not really the thing that you think you should be pursuing. Now, with that little piece of advice out of the way, let's get to the next line, right? First line being, my fourth commitment is to studying and perfecting my chosen craft, whatever that craft is. And the next line reads, I will use the knowledge gained through my studies to make beautiful art, build something worthwhile, or improve the world around me. So let's look at those one by one. So you're going to study and perfect your craft, and that could be something like making beautiful art. Why should you want to make beautiful art? Well, we know that God is beauty, right? In a, in a very literal sense, God is truth, beauty, and goodness, the three transcendentals. So to pursue something like making beautiful art is very worthwhile. If you, you know, take care of your stewardship, you're training your body, you're taking care of that, you're going to church, you're praying, you're giving alms, you're fasting, you're taking care of your spiritual life, the time that you have left over, and there will be time left over, right? You can devote to making beautiful art, and that's a very, very wonderful thing to do. Because God, his, I mean, I would say, maybe primary defining characteristic, and again, I'm not a theologian, so please check this with your spiritual father, but it appears to me that his primary quality is that he's the creator, right? If you look around the world, just, you know, take a look outside. God is the most accomplished artist. He made all of this. So we can, in some ways, exercise our ability, our God-given image of God that we have in us, to likewise create things, right? And if you ever walk into an Orthodox church, the first thing people say is that the place is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's visually beautiful. There are icons on the walls. There's gold trim. The priests are wearing robes with intricate designs and patterns. It evokes a sense of awe, and you can do the same by making art. 
So that's one way that you might have a craft. You might be a painter. You might be a musician. You might be a video artist. Whatever it is, if you make something beautiful, that's inherently valuable, right? Now the next example was build something worthwhile. Maybe you're not an artist, right? Craft doesn't have to necessarily be an art of some sort. You can build something. Maybe you're a bit more tactile. You're handy. So you want to be an architect, or maybe a construction worker, or something along those lines. It doesn't have to be fancy. Or you can build a business. You know, building something useful is another way you can exercise this imperative to have a chosen craft. Right? You you go to work. You come home. You spend some extra time advancing in your wealth building potential. You go to the gym. You train three times a week. Doesn't take a lot of time, right? You're using the Warrior King training protocol. Hopefully. Free link in the show notes. And then there's time left. So you can use that to build something. It can be something physical or it can be something non-physical. Like, for example, the Warrior King brand is something that I'm building. I wouldn't necessarily call this art, even though I'm predominantly an artist in sort of the way I identify my craft. This project isn't necessarily art, right? It's more informative. It's more building out an ethos and a set of tools for you men to use. And for me to use as well, of course. So that's another way you could exercise this. And then, of course, the last example is or to improve the world around me, right? Maybe you're not building something physical or non-physical like a brand or a business. Maybe you don't make art, but you found some other way to improve the world. That's basically the idea is if you're going to pick up a craft, you want to add good to the world. If everyone did this, if every person on the face of this earth did this, the world would be a much better place. Only you, by the guidance of the Lord, will really know what your vocation is, how you're going to improve the world. I promise you, however big or small it seems, whatever it is that you're truly drawn to, you can make it valuable. It could be something as simple as being a father. Maybe that's your craft. You know, and if that's the case, that's okay. Or, you know, maybe it's just being active in the community and volunteering roles. You're improving the world around you. Maybe your craft is talking to people, right? This It can really mean anything. It's basically things that you do, not necessarily to earn money, not to build your body, not to draw closer to God, although you do in some way. It's, it's like a miscellaneous bucket. Are you an artist? Are you an athlete? Are you a gamer? Are you a videographer, a photographer? Are you a businessman? Are you an entrepreneur? Right? Are you a volunteer? Do you just go and clean up after yourself in the streets? Like maybe that's your craft. It can be anything really. But only you know what it is that you're uniquely qualified for. You have a unique combination of skills and interests that is useful to the world, big or small. And it's absolutely your responsibility to exercise that. God does not give you talents so that you can do nothing with them, right? There's the story of the talents. I think I've mentioned it on one or two field logs before, and I actually plan on doing a whole field log on this eventually, where the Lord tells a parable, right? The Savior tells a parable of three servants who were given a talent, which was, uh, I think, a gold coin back in the day. And he, the, the, the master just sends them into the world and say, you know, do something with this. And of course, as, as you know, the way the story goes is the first servant turned one talent into two. He was rewarded. 
The other one turned one into five. He was rewarded. And the third servant was scared to lose the talent, so he buried it. And he was rebuked. He gave the master back his original investment. He said, here's your talent back. The master said, you lazy and unfaithful servant. And the reason the Lord tells the story is to explain what the kingdom of God is like, right? He says, the kingdom of God is like a master who gave his servants a talent each. So when the Lord sent you into this world, when he stitched you together in your mother's womb, right? It says in the book of Proverbs, I knew you from the very beginning, right? He can count the hairs on your head. He sent you with particular talents and you're meant to make something of them. So explore, right? If you read Atomic Habits, which is a book I recommend all the time, there is a particular chapter where James Clear explains that you should spend, when you're younger, you should spend a lot of your time on breadth, meaning trying many different things. And then as you start to get older, you start to focus in on the thing that you're really good at. But you will never know what you're uniquely qualified for intellectually, genetically, right? What your passions are until you try many, many different things, things that might have nothing in common. And then eventually you will discover your talent. And from there, you can use it to make the world better, to build something useful, to make something beautiful, right? To improve the world and the lives of the people around you. And that's the meat of this commitment. Now, the next two lines are going to sound very familiar, of course. I understand that the Lord may take it away from me at any point for my salvation. And then there is another sentence we'll talk about in a second. I understand that the Lord may take it away from me, right? Maybe you make something beautiful. Maybe you're an artist, but you start to become vain, right? Very similar to yesterday's example. Or you start to become arrogant or you become very successful in your art and then you earn a lot of money and you become greedy. The Lord may take it away from you because you realize that it's bad for you. So you cannot, I repeat, you cannot get your personality wrapped up in your craft, right? A huge part of my identity is definitely being an artist. So I have to reflect on that. If I never make art again, would I still feel whole? And if not, there is a problem. Whatever it is that you do, whatever you build, whatever you make, whatever you have, doesn't define you. The image of God in you defines you. That's who you are. That being said, you are given these talents to exercise them. So make something useful of it, but don't be attached to the outcome. Because God may take it away from you for your own good. And then, of course, the last line is, if necessary, I will choose my third commitment over my fourth. Right? And this is going to be the same for all of the commitments to follow. If you have to, let's say you're a musician, if you have to choose between finishing a song that you're working on and going to train that day, you should train. Absolutely. It's more important to have authority and strength in your physique, right? You get that through building your body developing your physical excellence, developing your body. It's more important to do that than it is to be accomplished in your craft. Now, of course, if your craft happens to be your primary source of income, then it becomes a stewardship question and the commitments flip. That being said, you should never prioritize your craft over your body, right? Over building your body, building your strength. I've done this before. There, there's been times when I've stopped working out, stopped eating, and just worked on music for 16 hours a day, right? There was a time when I was working on a project. I would come home from work. I would sit down, get on my laptop, start working on music. 
work through the entire night and then get back up from that and go to work. It was incredibly unhealthy. Right? Every other day I would come home from work and crash because I'd worked through the entire night before. It's not a sustainable model. Right? This idea of the tortured artist is not useful to you. You don't want to sacrifice your well-being to make art or you know, build something else, whatever it is that your craft is. Understand that your body does come first. It is better to be a man who serves the Lord faithfully, who has built up wealth and stewardship, and who has a strong, capable body than it is to sacrifice any of those three for craft, right? Don't do that. So that's commitment number four. Now, we've already started talking about some strategies on how you're actually going to do this. Well, let's, let's dive into it a little deeper, right? One of the things I want to talk about is this idea of your chosen craft, right? Whatever it is that you focus on, right? The, the meaning here of the word chosen is twofold. On the one hand, we're saying that it could really be anything, right? And I said that earlier, and I'll say it again. It can be anything, whatever it is that the Lord has placed in your heart, whatever desire, whatever amazes you, right? There are some people, I have some friends who are incredibly knowledgeable on movies, right? They'll have seen movies from the 40s and 50s and 60s. Man, I can tell you that stuff is boring to me. I cannot stand old movies. So they have a passion that I don't. So they might watch all these movies and tease out, you know, ideas and symbols and trace sort of the metaphorical aspects of those films and how those things change over time and really get a good understanding of human culture through that. And that could be your chosen craft. It is not for me. It might be for you. And then, of course, the second element is that there is some choice here. While the Lord does place talents in your heart, I'm convinced that the way you express those talents is largely up to you, right? And I'm sure there is a plan there. But say, for example, for the Phil Log podcast, right? It's a podcast. It could have been a YouTube channel. It could have been a blog, you know, with daily posts or something along those lines, right? The way it expresses itself might be different, but you have to explore that. You have to understand yourself, and the only way you do that is through experimentation. You see something you like, just try it. There are so many people who are afraid to try. Just try it. You see people getting big and strong, and you're skinny, you're like, I want to get into the gym, just do it. Just dive in. Or you see people making music on, let's say, a drum pad, and you say, I want to try that. So buy a drum pad on Amazon. There's a 30-day return policy. You can try it out. And if you find out that you really enjoyed, you have a knack for it, keep going. And if you don't, return it. Maybe you want to become a musician. Maybe you want to try out photography. Nowadays, if you have a top-of-the-line smartphone, maybe like the iPhone 14, you can take incredible pictures on those things. They're really good these days. All the footage on my Instagram is shot on my iPhone. And it shoots in 4K. So experiment, you know, predominantly, especially as you're younger, and then start to narrow down, start to specialize. As you start to get older and you build more experience, you'll find the things that truly stick, the things that other people notice, right? Think about, ask yourself these questions. And in fact, now that I'm thinking about it, there is a model, and I'm going to pull it up real quick. It's usually presented in the form of a Venn diagram. And this concept is called Ikigai. It comes from the Japanese, it's a Japanese idea, and it means your purpose for being. And the Venn diagram, and I'll, I'll put a link to an article in the show notes so you can go check that out if you want. The idea of the Ikigai has four circles. The circle at the top reads what you love, the one on the right, what the world needs, the one at the bottom, 
what you can be paid for, and the one on the left, what you are good at, right? So there's four circles that all overlap. What do you love? What are you good at? What can you be paid for? And what does the world need? Now, in the context that we're using the word craft, you don't necessarily have to be paid for it, but definitely the things you love, the things you're good at, and what the world needs. And then you see the overlaps of the individual pairs. So something that you love and that the world needs, that would be your mission. Something that you love and that you're good at would be your passion. Something that you're good at and that you can be paid for would be your profession, right? So for example, for me, that's programming. I'm good at it. I'm, I'm good at what I do and I can be paid for it. And then something you can be paid for and something the world needs, they're defining as your vocation. But it's only the overlap of all four that they call ikigai. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that this is the framework you have to use, but it's a very powerful idea. What do you love? What are you good at? What does the world need? And maybe even, can you be paid for that? So look inside yourself. Do you have an affinity for something? Does it bring you joy? Is it useful, right? We said earlier that you were going to make beautiful art or build something worthwhile or improve the world around you. So the world has to need it. But you're not going to be motivated to keep doing it if you don't love it. And if you're bad at it, then there's no point in trying to compete. So find the overlap of those things. Experiment. Look for that. And you're going to find your craft, right? And you might have more than one craft, right? So for example, I like wood carving. I talk about this all the time. Whittling, right? Just small things. I'm not great at it, right? I'm, I'm okay at it, I would say. But I really enjoy it. Does the world need my wood carvings? No, it doesn't. Am I going to be paid for it? Not at all. So that would just be a passion. That's just something I enjoy. Something like the Warrior King brand and the Field Log podcast. I absolutely love talking about this stuff. I am obsessed with the idea of men fulfilling their purpose and us being better men, right? I don't have a father. So this idea is something I've thought about for a long time because I didn't have anyone to teach me. I think I'm relatively good at it, right? There, there are people listening to this consistently. And if you are, God bless you. I appreciate you. I do think the world absolutely needs it. We have too many weak men. We made an episode about this. It's called Enough. There are too many men in this world causing damage. There are too many men walking out on their families. There are too many men being irresponsible, having a lack of self-control, being weak. We have to change that. And then, you know, God willing, maybe one day I'll get paid for this. I don't know, but that's not the point. The point is, this is my craft that I'm focusing on right now for a reason. So that's the thought process you go through. You make sure to find that thing. There is a craft or maybe several that you're called to participate in. So once you've found that, and you make something worthwhile with it, right? Maybe you'll use the Ikigai model to come up with a good idea. Then you just have to make sure that you don't get attached to it. And I'm not going to repeat how you do that because we talked about that yesterday and the day before. Long story short, asceticism, right? Make sure that you're not getting attached to these things by learning detachment, right? St. Paul says that we are in this world, but not of this world. We belong to another world. We are foreigners, sojourners in this world, in the material world, in, on earth. We're like the Israelites traveling through the desert, looking for our homeland. Our homeland is the kingdom of God. So make sure you don't get attached to it. Practice asceticism. Keep God first and you'll do just fine, I promise you. So make sure today to ask yourself, right? Make a note of this. Pull out your notes app. Make a quick note, quick implementation intention. Today at 4 p.m., I will sit down at the coffee table, at the dinner table, and I will think about what my craft is. Do I have any leads? And if not, what are some ideas I'm excited about? 
what can I experiment with? I've always wanted to drum, but I was always scared to do it. Well, buy an electric drum kit. You know, download some courses. Go on YouTube, start practicing. Think about that today. Think if you're exercising a craft. Are you using your time to make something, to build something, to improve something, to help people? Ask yourself that question today. Look at the answers you find. Take it to prayer, right? Take it to God. Pray to Him. I prayed to God. I said, God, I struggled for a really long time because I'd spent so much time and energy poured into my music that I wasn't sure if I should take up this project and spend a lot of time here and then let the music sit for a while, right? I haven't released a song in a couple of months. And I took it to prayer. I said, God, is this what you want me to do? And the feeling I got was that, yes, he did want me to do this. And then when I started the project, I started getting messages from men saying, thank you for putting that out there. Thank you for for providing these tools. And it was an incredibly humbling experience for me, understanding that I'm actually being useful to men, right? And I really felt like this is my reason for being here. I really feel like this is what God gave me. And I urge you to find that for yourself. You have a unique set of abilities. Explore them. Talk to people. Ask them, hey, can I ask you a question? What do you think I'm uniquely good at? Look at the answers you get. They might surprise you. But do that work today. See what answers you come up with. Pray to God. He'll talk to you. You just have to learn to listen. And if you do that, your life will be far more fulfilling because you'll be pursuing your purpose in the specific way God intended. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.